terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? It is Friday, August 10th, 2012. Your episode 126 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm really nervous and kind of scared. Are you okay? Well, don't be scared. You know, I... Don't I, be scared. Okay. Uh, oh, Are you done okay. being scared? Yeah. My okay. name's Ian. What's and, up, Ian? And, uh... uh Doing the show a little early. Uh, yeah. We usually do Saturdays or, could, or Sundays, but it's uh, Saturday in Australia. That's a great point. So, it's Saturday somewhere, so F it. So this is kind of on time if if you're in Australia. That's right. Sort of. Word up to all of our Australian listeners. Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. Crikey. That's all right. Yeah, going to be good show. All right. All right. A little podcast. A little broadcast there, mate. Okay. So, uh, we talk about marijuana, cannabis, medical marijuana, you know what we do here, we've been doing it for a while, doing it, and doing it, and doing it well, catch us live on Hotbox TV, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, and hey, do you want to be a part of the show? Then submit stories to our subreddit, you can dictate what we talk about in the show by doing that, you can also vote stories up and down, uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit, check it out, peep game. You could also call in if you wanted yep. to to share or be a part of the show. 406-204-4687 or Skype the Jamal. Or you could do like a lot of other people have done and leave it a semi-offensive uh, I love those, though. A those response are the message on the forums trashing me or my sexuality hey, and that, or something. Who's that gay kid you do the show <laughs> with? Know, what right? a faggot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time I look down and Ian's hand is like caressing my leg, oh, and I'm shut like, up. "You're way over there. Are you grabbing my ass?" It's actually not my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Budding. Yeah, I don't know. It never gets old. Well, it used to. It used to piss me off. Uh, it used to really like affect me when I was bit. younger. But then you know when I. Uh, I don't know when I got over like being offended when somebody believed something that wasn't true about me. Like now, I just like to fuck with people. Like, n- no pun intended, but I like to mess with people when they think that. You know, like I'll kind of play into it or whatever, and it makes people really nervous, especially around our redneck uh, uh, neighbors in Northwest Montana. Sorry, I forgot to mute. Oh, I know, Mr. Popular. I know. It's my fault, my fault. Yeah, yeah. So, if you guys listened last night on another podcast I host and produce, <laughs> it's called Boss, the Buffer Overflow Show, bufferoverflowshow.com, uh, we focus the whole episode, what we usually do, really, is pick a topic that we are both interested in, uh, and we talk about it. So... If you guys listen to the show, you know that for the last 15, 16 years or so, I've been battling a drug addiction. I've been on um, everything under the sun. <laughs> Methadone, <laughs> Suboxone, which was the most Does it recent. get me high? I've done it. I've done it. And I've done Tried it. Tried it out. 
really well. I mean, like a lot of it. And are, I don't. Are wanna, you? So you're like a good. I'm user, really good like at you, doing drugs. You practice. I practice makes perfect. So like, if you're gonna fill out a job application and it asks to list Experience? off a few of your skills, <laughs> no, like things that you are, you know, that you excel at. Uh, if like, let's say, if out we of were, five, where would that be on your list? If we were in war times, I would say I have. I'm impervious to poisoning by opiates. You could inject me with as many opiates as you can make, and I will not die. I will get in, I will capture the flag, and I will get out. I've, I've actually... I don't know how useful that I've is. I've daydreamed but. about uh, building up an immunity to a substance or something so that, like, uh, what's that movie with Andre the Giant and... Uh, the Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, you know how he, had he, it too, he poisons po- both yep, of the things, yep, you know? Yep. I've, I always thought that would For be, like, sure. a neat uh, thing to have, you know? Like, like uh, I'm a spy. If you think you're going to get poisoned, send this guy in. Yeah. Because he don't give know? a fuck. He'll yeah. get poisoned, and then he'll laugh at you. He'll spit it in your face, and now you're poisoned. <laughs> So what's up? I can I can like squirt water out between my two front teeth, right, you know. Gleek. So it could be like a little poisonous squirt gun. Well, it's not a gleek; it's more of a pressurized. I could never do squirt. that when I was a kid. So I could I could have like a, a little poisonous squirt gun. That Does it sound cool? It doesn't make any noise. I don't use my tongue like that. It goes through I the do. space between my front teeth. <laughs> Let's change the subject. <laughs> what else goes through? The- <laughs> All right, homo. Oh I don't know why they think you're gay. <laughs> right? I don't know either. Jesus, no. what a bunch of dickheads. Uh, well, Speaking of dickheads, I'm I hungry. think it's just people, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I People don't. in Montana that haven't really experienced a gay culture at all. Honestly, you know, I've and so made they meet that somebody up. that has like a softer voice or maybe is a little bit more sensitive than, let's go shoot some guns, boys. Those comments are and factually unfounded. So I don't really know if people think you're a faggot or not. I don't really care personally. I mean, oh, plenty of people have thought that over have the they? years. Okay, oh, so yeah. I'm not. Okay. I remember having a house party one time, and I just didn't uh, want you to think it was like coming from us. <laughs> no, it was a <laughs> Halloween party actually, and the girl that I was seeing, she had on these like. Uh, gl- we had black lights and she had these pink fluorescent fish oh, nice. nights on and like nice. this little flappered short short dress and I mean like and then roller skates sh- on yeah. oh come right? on come on and anyway yeah. like uh, uh, one of the another girl that was at the party like pulled the girl that I was seeing aside and she was like man yes, this party's really great but you know is, isn't that isn't that his house isn't aren't we at his house pointing at me <laughs> and the girl my girlfriend or the girl that I was seeing was like well yeah and she's like man Man, he throws a really good party. It's too bad he's gay. You oh, know, and the girl that I'm seeing was like, like really? wait, wait, you're talking about the kid right there, right? I will, sh- I will gag you with this cock right now, and <laughs> yeah, I will exactly. enjoy it. You know, and so like, so the it girl that so I was seeing like blew up laughing because, you know, uh, uh, I had told her that sometimes people think that about me. And that was the first time that she got to experience that firsthand, you know? And so she's like, no, he's not, he's not gay. And the girl was like, are you sure? Well, like, I don't know. Yeah, Let I'm, me go blow I'm him sure and find out. Because, you know, we were fooling around like two hours ago. So, uh, like, I don't really, I don't know. I shook the magic eight ball and Aunt it was Pruitt pretty. Pruitt says gagging. Gagging? Gagging? <laughs> Weird. Ant's a good I like guy. The, I yes. like the girl's shirt that has the three uh, birds on the stick. Swallows. The swallows, you know? Oh, man, that's so funny to me. It's um, funny and classy at the same time. If I had that voice, I'd play the gay card. Why are uh, ass card? I don't even know. Why are there stars instead of actual? Why are we getting words? censored? Yeah, we're I on feel a podcast. Censored right now. I'll say whatever the fuck I want when the fuck I want it when the fucking fuck fuck. 
Maybe he maybe he wants us to fill in the blank there. Oh, so this it's is a like, game. It's Hangman. I'd play the ass? something card, ass card. I'm gonna say to get close to a hot chick and then say it's been six years since you had straight ching sympathy sex. Ooh, straight ass ching sympathy ass. What I don't okay. But then moving what if, on. What if that bit <laughs> you in the ass? Because maybe the girl would want to. I don't know. What if she tried to like validate that you were gay and you had no intention of ever getting that close to a male? I would always just put that on them. So regardless of what happens with us moving forward, she will be the best girlfriend ever. Because hey, I don't want to turn another guy. Imagine gay. that too. If it was the girl that you wanted I to can't. be with, and she thought that she was the <laughs> one that turned you back. straight. <laughs> yeah, like what if is this girl is like like. She thought she turned you yeah. straight, and so she, you know, what kind <laughs> of she was like, I win, kind of yeah. It's of... like, no, I cheated, <laughs> right? I wonder if that would like boost her ego to the point that she would feel like just you know, like yeah. super sexy and like the like the epitome of feminine know how, right? To right. turn some gay dude She's straight, the art of charm, uh, equivalent uh, in female based uh, on a lie, how to teach to <laughs> how to talk to girls, how to socially right. engineer based your on way a lie into their panties. You know, Harry Hood, I, maybe I should do a little uh, a test run of that. Although I'd have to not be local. I'd have to be somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, that would be... I'd go to uh, Whitefish. If we had disposable income... <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. This, like, never happens. <laughs> Stop grabbing my ass! God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fuck me. So, um, for the next two weeks, there will not be any more podcasts. Uh, like I said, anywhere on the internet ever anymore. Uh, if you didn't know, I am the only producer <laughs> of podcasts on the internet. So, but why why aren't we podcasting? I'm Matt? going. What, why why are why for two weeks? I'm going on a trip. If nice. you listen to nice. the Buffer Overflow show last night, I just got that posted. Uh, BufferOverflowShow.com. It's the latest episode, number twenty four. It's all about battling drug addiction. Now, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, this has been something near and dear to my heart in one form or another. I'm not going to give the whole backstory here. You can go listen to Boss if you want that. Uh, what we're going to kind of focus on here is when you do opiates or drugs like that for an extended period of time, and personally for me it was over 15 years, 14, 15 years now, um, it makes changes in your brain. Not only do you suffer withdrawals, you suffer from what is called pause, and that's post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Uh, there's a lot of... Your brain stops producing a lot of the chemicals that it needs to keep you from wanting to blow your fucking brains out on the daily. <laughs> and after so long, your brain becomes very reliant upon these outside chemicals to trigger production of serotonin and melatonin. And so is that like something that. that could be healed by time or is that well, a permanent change? Previous, the consensus is that you're a criminal and you're going to jail and you can kick drugs in jail, which I don't know about you. Right. And like I, I said this last night on Boss, that unless you've gone through opiate withdrawals it is it's so hard to like 
show somebody what it's like or to explain like much much like traveling what, you can't explain right, exactly. the emotions it's relative, and the experience right? it's all relative you can explain what you did and that you had a good time but it's different actually being in the experience and so like describing exactly. describing withdrawals from opiates isn't something that is like so we're limited by our language with that the like best we can't I describe come it up well. with is that every single cell in your body screams at the same time your hair hurts your bones hurt your joint, everything hurts. Um, seconds feel like minutes. Minutes mm-hmm. feel like hours. Hours feel like fucking days. And it, all the while this is happening, the only thing you're able to really focus on is getting more drugs. Right. And it, I rap about this in a song on uh, my new album that is coming out pretty soon. You can check out some older stuff for free. It's all free at thejamhole.com slash music. But I, I mentioned this that, you know, it starts out fun, we're getting high, we're partying, we're having a good time, and it quickly turns into I'm doing this to get by. I'm not trying to get high anymore, I'm trying to just get by. And that's when you make, when you cross that path, that's where you're fucked. You're so fucked at that point. And I, I mentioned this again, and I don't, I don't want to just copy the show we did last night, but it's... If I didn't have my mom there, my grandfather, I would probably be dead. Uh, a lot of the junkies and addicts that you come into contact with, like, you can tell, right? You look at them and you're like, wow, that is a fucking dope addict. Yeah, they've continued There's a to lot make of bad us decisions. that can continue to function in society and hold down jobs and whatnot. We're the, the high-functioning addicts, pardon the pun, but it's... I, I've been dealing with this for so long that it's taking its toll on me mentally and probably physically. Oh, the, absolutely. The only reason I'm in decent health is because of my day job, because I'm mm-hmm. forced to get out and exercise and keep my mass up and my, my muscle mass and all that. You know, So if if I didn't have that, if I was just sitting at home on the computer all day, I would be worse <laughs> off than I am. I just I just had this mental image of that South Park episode of the World of Warcraft with the overweight dude sitting you at have the to computer. Save the world, yeah, of Warcraft. The big overweight dude sitting at his computer, yeah, like just... pretending to be the cute little night elf in the game. You know what I mean? Love like... it, love it. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so you, you you're going on this trip, I, and I okay, believe so you said to I Mexico. did some research. Yeah, and I've done detox before. I've done rehab before. All of that ended up doing was traded my drug of choice for another drug. So in one capacity or another, I'm still addicted to drugs. I have to have a pill every day, twice a day, uh, in order to survive, in order to hold down a job, in order to not want to sit here and kill myself. And I don't want to be like the, the, the suicidal cry for help, but I... I got to the point where I was like, this isn't worth it. This is, I was willing to gamble on the fact, statistically speaking, reincarnation might be real. If it's not, okay, cool, lights out. But if it is, I'll try again. I'll reset. And what really, I, I don't know how to, how to explain it. it. The risk of reincarnation not being real was worth me just killing myself and being done with it. I might get lucky and come back. I might just dissolve into the ether. 
and so that's what it's like. It takes its toll, and so I didn't know what else to do. So I started looking around online, uh, and a few years ago, I came across this thing called Ibogaine. I-B-O-G-A-I-N-E. And if you, again, go to BufferOverflowShow.com, the latest episode, there's show notes uh, to links to these videos, to blog posts, to research, all all this stuff. A ton of just amazing information. And this is about a newer Ibogaine. program. I mean, this isn't something Ibogaine's that's been around. been around for thousands of years. Right, it's, but this this program that you're going into isn't something that's been around for generations. This is kind of a... And you have to go to Mexico because it's not something that you can do in the United States. It's something that you have to... Right. And it's so it's, check this out. It's, it's very um, it's it's scheduled one or two. I believe it's scheduled one substance here in the U.S. Uh, Doctor Nash, who started uh, one of the major clinics in Mexico, which is one of the ones I'm going to, she got FDA approval for research studies on humans, which that in and of itself, wow, props to that lady for sure. Like you. Getting Schedule One substance approval is a very tough thing to do, you know. You and so she got the approval. She was ready to rock and roll. Uh, how are we going to pay for this? Oh, no problem. We will um, send out letters or whatever to these public grants. All of these public grants are funded by Big Pharma. And I know this sounds all conspiracy related. It's for real. Big Pharma needs to be able to patent whatever they are working on in order for it to be worth their time and money. Because we're not here to just heal. We're well, here to make a butt. We're here to get ours. Absolutely. We've I, talked about this before with uh, 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 what at Purdue Pharma and how they're they're signing up to do the the testing on children. on children so that will and extend not, not, their patents so that right. they will yeah. it has nothing to do with the effects it's going to have on the young children not at it's all. the 6 months that they're extending their exactly. their patent which is worth what 1 and a half billion or something no 3 billion cuz it's 6 billion a year it was 3.2 instagrams i believe right so uh which is I mean, it has nothing to do with testing the drug. They just want the money, and which is how OxyContin and Purdue Pharma became a big hit in the first place was because right. of marketing, not because of the drug, but because of money. Well, and, and they marketing. got sued over it because they were marketing right. it as a non-addictive or not very addictive pill that can be prescribed for anything from moderate to major severe pain. Anything in between. This is the magic cure all. And so, in order for sure. her to get her funding, she needed about, what, $2 million, $3 million, something around there. Uh, I got links to it, like I said, in uh, show notes, and I will put them in this show notes as well. Uh, she couldn't do it. She could not. She got everything except for the funding. All the funding, like I said, from these public grants comes from Big Pharma. Because Big Pharma couldn't patent it, they were not interested. Now, what's interesting to me is that a doctor at the pain clinic he can prescribe Oxycontin, fentanyl, dilated, hydromorphone, opanas, any of those pills to as many people as he wants. Now, when it's time for those people to say, hey, th that was fun, but I'm done now. I need to get off of it. He can either step you down slowly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
if having you've ever, your dose every two weeks. Exactly. Is yeah. their and program. If, if you can deal with that, then <laughs> like okay. self control and willpower and Which, determination is what you need to do that. In an addictive personality or an addictive state, that stuff goes out the window unless right. you're really, really dedicated. like disciplined and dedicated. Right. Exactly. Right. And so without any of that help, there's no studies. Many other countries around the world are on board with this, except for the U.S. The U.S. It's it's all about them getting theirs. You know, yeah, it's, those it's, companies it's money. aren't it, going to fund it unless they can come out on top with it. it they don't Fuck have our best people. intentions at heart. They just have oh, their at, pocketbooks at and all. whatever it takes, whatever they got to split, whatever lies they got to spin to obtain that the financial gain they're going to do it and they have done it and they're going to continue doing it but um since our system here isn't geared to help addicts get off of their addiction you're a criminal so now matt here is going to travel all the way down to mexico in august it's warm it's warm which is gonna be good yeah you know but (laughs) this program that he's going to do down in Mexico this ibogaine program like how long does it take instead of uh, instead of weaning yourself off your drugs for three four five six months this and is going then to take dealing with the pause the post acute withdrawal right. syndrome which can happen to last for five months to five years right it's you're you're fucked. it lingers it lingers and I'm so deathly afraid of going through that that I'm willing. To do whatever it takes. I, I've never sucked a dick for drugs, but I've wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars just keeping myself able to work. And it's right. taken its toll, man. I am so. so this yeah. is going to be interesting to see. I will document the whole experience. Right. When I'm, you when you come back from this experience to see, you know, I think it'll do our listeners a lot of good as far as information goes to see how you experienced it because it's not cheap. This program, not at all. No, so almost ten thousand dollars, right? And then you have to get there. So if you can help, hotboxpodcast.com <laughs> slash donate. I right. This isn't actually gonna, the money you donate. So it's not going to go towards drugs because no, it's and I'm so done with. And this. I think it's I a. Can't even tell you, you said how was, much I've struggled with this. It's, right. So we got we have a ten thousand dollar bill, or he does. Yeah. And uh, two weeks, correct? Yep. Two weeks um, in Mexico. Uh, I'm I'm personally kind of excited to see the to hear about your experience. I have to a see lot how of friends works. that have gone down that path, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible. I don't know, and I know that the Joey asked me this on Boss last night. He said, "You know, if somebody could have told you something, what you know, what would they have had to say for you to pull your head out of your ass, basically, and make a change?" And I told him. If I, looking back now, if somebody would have came up to me and was like, hey, kid, don't do those pills for more than three days in a row because you're going to be a dick, I would have told them to go fuck themselves. I'm going to do all of these now. I'm going to get fucked up now. So you can't, and and I I feel like that I can help other kids that might be going down that road, but then it's like... Not even kids. They have to help themselves. And that's what this comes down to, is that you have to be the one to first admit you have a problem and then do something about it. And it's so painful. It's... 
It's so hard to describe. And like I was saying, it's not I've, necessarily just the kids. It's the 30-somethings. It's the... Yeah, yeah. And the, I, I know for a fact... is what I meant. Yeah. yeah, and I know for a fact there are people that have been put on opiates from their doctor, and yep. they've been able to take them for years, and I don't even know if they're aware that they're addicted. Probably not. You know, they take them kids, as directed every right, day, right, right. but they... And, like and your vitamins they and minerals, yeah. They <laughs> haven't ran out of them, or they've been able exactly. to obtain it, and so... Uh, I, I I know someone specifically that they don't think they're addicted, even though they've been taking four to six of them every day for the last two right. or three no, years. No, I'm using as directed. Right. right. What I'm Which is one of the reasons why doing. Purdue Pharma got, got taken to sued. court yeah. in the first place, because they were saying that they, it wasn't addictive when in all actuality it's extremely addictive. Yeah. Oh, how non-addictive. How's your profits in the quarter's... From when that first came out till right before they banned the formulation, the reformulation. Outrageous. Outrageous. Making profits on the pain of other people. So and now for the listeners. Disgusting thing. Does what is Ibogaine directed for opiate users, or would it help That's, somebody that has a cocaine addiction, or would it help somebody that has an addiction to an, a different substance? That's one Alcohol. of the things that makes me really skeptical about ibogaine. I've never done this before. I am a very seasoned uh, psychonaut. Uh, sure. I know my way around a trip. <laughs> they say that this miracle plant, and I hate that phrase, right. you know, that it'll, yeah, but they said that this miracle plant can be used to help meth addiction, alcoholism, any opiates, uh, cocaine, crack cocaine, sure. shrimp, scampi, shrimp, bubble, <laughs> shrimp, you know, anything. And so I understand, I've, like I said, I've studied this a lot. It's really interesting to me, and not just because I like getting high, which, God, I love getting high, but it's interesting that, you know, certain drugs affect certain parts of the brain. How is this dealing with all of those different things uh, is it you're about to find out i fucking a i am <laughs> fucking a Ian. um it, do you it turns into mu receptor cleaners and opiate receptor one cleaners and then alcohol clean like yeah. it's interesting but yeah. so i did a lot of research online and everything that i've found has been like this is this is a miracle ticket. cure this gave me my life back. And that's what I thought about Suboxone when I first started taking that. Because it gave me my life back. I was able to go to work and to maintain a job and all that. But without it, I was dead in the water, you know? I, I had dropped out of college. I, it, it's been a never-ending struggle to just maintain. And so... You hear that, and instantly, if you're a skeptic like I am, it's it's too good to be true. So, you said that you were a little nervous? A little is probably an understatement. I'm so and, freaked out right now, Ian. And, and I'm trying to hold it what? in as much as possible, but... Is it the giving up the substances, or no, is it the... No, actually, I haven't been doing drugs because I like want to get high and enjoy it for eight years. I've sure. been doing it what are so you, that I'm not sick and so I can function and go to work and, and live a life. A what are you son. nervous about? I'm nervous Mexican because everything... Senoritas? Well, first off, one thing... No, I love me some senoritas. Some mamacitas. First so, off, woman. my grandfather, if you guys don't know, he was on an episode of The Jam Hole when he was here. He lives in California, not here. So he comes up and visits once in a while. 
He used to be a police chief lieutenant in New York. Uh, he's doing a lot of research on this, and the the one thing that made me pause and be like, maybe I should find one in Canada, is that there were a couple of centers, detox centers, that some cartel members allegedly rolled up into and shot the place up. Which is ironic. I'm not shooting up. But anyway, that... If my grandfather said is that they, the cartels, do not want people getting clean. They need you hooked on their drugs so that they can sell them. And I, like I said, I don't know how much truth there is to that. He's, you know, coming from 1960s New York, you know, <laughs> cop mindset. So, um, the other thing is that I, 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 like I said, I've been doing a lot of research. I found a lot of interesting videos. Joe Rogan. Uh, did it, and there, there's there's two kinds of people that do this. The ones like me that are going in there to get clean from drugs and get their life back. The other set of people are going there to go on a vision quest, to tap into the bleedy traditions of whatever it is that they're doing, and they want they want the the experience. You know, they want the psychedelic experience. And Joe Rogan, and like I said, I put links to all these on Boss site. He said that when he went there, he saw these heroin addicts come in. And he said when they left four days later, five days later, they were completely new people. Everything that I've listened to, even if the centers are in different parts of the globe, they all said one thing in common it's a reset. This will reset your brain to the way it was before you destroyed it with drugs. Or altered it. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily. Right. Because right. I am I'm still smart, I like to think, a little bit. You know, I produce five podcasts. I work a day job. I'm writing a rap album. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. But that's what I'm worried about. It says it brings to the forefront or you basically confront a lot of shit and one this other hippie kid he was like this isn't fun it's worth it because of the enlightenment that you get afterwards but this isn't fun this is a journey this is work this is hard work to open up and let go and you know give yourself to this herb basically this ibogaine so that's that. Um, the money thing was a big problem. Like I said, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Anything helps right now. This is a $10,000. And keep in mind, this isn't the first drug center I've gone to. My mom, I feel so fucking terrible about this. My mother has wasted uh, so much money trying to get her son back that it, I mean, it kills me inside that I. Her retirement is gone. Her savings is gone. And it's but all gone her son is not going to be gone. But I was for so long. And it, sure, but... This is, this is going to bring me back, I hope. I hope so bad, you guys. I don't... I'm sure it will. Like you said, it's been proven. You're going halfway around the world. I think... Uh, I think... Uh, 
What's what's really interesting is that uh, you, you have elected yourself to do this. Like this isn't right. something that like your family and and your friends or me or and, and whoever they had ask. some sort of intervention. Like, did you get arrested? Right. Did you get in trouble? Like, I've never been this arrested. Is a, this I've is never a, been a criminal case in this. This is me trying to get. This my is life a mature. Back. This is you. Um, you know, kind of being a grown man and making a decision for yourself. You know, like so. Um, as as kind of intimidating and scary as it is, th- I mean, there, there's not really a negative to this. And I don't think that right. anybody that's helped you get to this point or helped you with this trip thinks anything negative about it. I'm pretty sure that, that everybody that's around you, and I think this goes for a lot of people too, not just Matt, but anyone that recognizes that they want to make a change, I think that the ones that care about them the most are going to be ultimately very supportive and behind you the whole way. My boss, my mother, my grandfather, like everybody. I mean, I told him I might have to be gone for a couple weeks. I'm the only person at my job that does my water routes. I am the only one there. I told him I would give him as much notice as I could. They told me today that I'm leaving Monday. And I told him that, and he said, do it. We are all here for you. And it, I literally, I started crying. I was so overwhelmed, you know, when he said that. That I mean, I'm just an employee. Like, who the fuck am I? And to see all of the support from it, it was, it was amazing, you know? Um, like I said, I think that, uh, I think that if, if, I don't think that you should come home. <laughs> I mean, you're you're three hours away from where I'm going to be in in six weeks, yeah. seven weeks. God, I I would love to just. It's almost like a good vacation and go. You know, right? It's almost like a good way to reward yourself. You know, or come home, tie up some loose ends, I, I, put together five hundred dollars, and come down to Belize and kick it on the beach as a as a birthday present slash reward for you know taking that step forward or whatever. Um why not? Plus, I'm going to want more company. Yeah, I there's know. way and too I, many I women down there for me to you. handle them all on my own. I mean, there's just it's it's impossible. And think about this, Matt. Oh, you already have a girlfriend. Well, but, that was another maybe, thing. I got dumped also. What um, from this? Well, then here's the deal. Imagine finding some Latin woman that uh, wants um, an American citizenship, and so. You could get – this isn't quite a mail-order position, but think about it. Maybe you could make an arrangement that she would cook and clean and, you know, kind of uh, be like a live-in maid <laughs> while <laughs> she's earning her visa kind of thing, you know, right, like a, right. a work-to-trade kind of thing, you know? It wouldn't have to necessarily be a, a intimate thing, but – I'm telling we got you. a comment here real quick, sorry. Um, on the <laughs> Buffer Overflow episode number 24, Battling Addiction with Ibogaine. That's the episode we did last night. Uh, from someone named Melina. She says, I tried Ibogaine to get off Suboxone, but had pause for five to six months post-acute withdrawal symptoms. Uh, relapsed back on methadone. In fact, did Ibogaine twice. Don't think it does great for buprenorphine users, granted. And that that last bup- little bit. Don't think it does great for buprenorphine users. Granted, okay. now buprenorphine is another version of suboxone. Suboxone is bup and subutex. Or no, 
<laughs> whatever. Suboxone is naloxone and subutex. Buprenorphine is what they give you when you OD. It okay. flushes your receptors completely. Now, the thing of it is, you're if you're on methadone, you can't get put on Suboxone because of how methadone has a 24-hour half-life. So that means, if you guys don't know, you take a 10-milligram pill, 24 hours later, you still have 5 milligrams in your body. Suboxone also has a very long half-life. What they say is that before you go down there, you need to have all of the Suboxone out of your system. And how long completely. does Suboxone stay in your system for? Uh, about maybe a little less than methadone. Okay. So what they like you to do, and this is an ideal situation, and I, if I was a religious man, I would thank God right now <laughs> for this happening, but I'm not. So I'll thank my mother and everybody else that's helped me. Um, I've managed for the last three, almost four weeks to not take any Suboxone whatsoever. I haven't touched my Suboxone in a long time. I've been struggling and getting by barely, you know, and, and just doing everything in my power to maintain some semblance of normality so that I can do these podcasts with Aunt Pruitt and my brothers Chad and all the other guys I do shows with and go fuck to work. Fuck that Ian guy. And f- yeah, fuck Not Ian. literally. But no. Well, Fags. I mean, he is gay, so... I <laughs> but so I, I'm confident that there isn't any more sub in my system. Like, I am clean in regards to that. So... That's not really what I'm worried about. Um, but, yeah, it, like I said, everybody's brain is different. Absolutely. Everybody. Everybody. You, mm-hmm. uh, you, my there is no normal. There, there is, is no, no guideline. Standard. There yeah. is no uniformity here. Precisely. So what works for her isn't going to work for me, isn't going to work for you. What works for you isn't going to work for him. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a crapshoot, you know? And this is something that I've thought long and hard about, and it's... <laughs> Like I said, it's worth it. What me. was the name of the thing that they give you if you overdose? Uh, buprenorphine. Okay. Um, I heard a th- I heard a story that sometimes uh, heroin addicts keep uh, ice cubes around because if uh, somebody overdoses, this is I this I don't I can't just verify this. This is just what I heard. <laughs> this is the grapevine thing. But if you put an ice cube up your ass or up uh, somebody <laughs> that's like. I don't know, on the verge of overdosing or whatever. And again, I am not a, a heroin expert, an and I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess if you stick an ice cube up someone's ass, like it'll it'll kind of snap them out of their near overdosing state. Yeah, right? I'm a, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Me either. But I was I'm trying to think that. about it. Like, how would that work? Who would you trust to, shove to an put an ice cube, cube up, up your ass if you were about to overdose? Like, if you took a, a big old fat syringe full of some whatever, and and you start to nod off, or, or you know, I'm not even sure how you tell if someone's overdosing on heroin, <laughs> but then, like, you know, like... They puke and then choke on their puke. Sure, and so you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, man, somebody grab an ice cube. Somebody grab an ice cube. Like, like now somebody shove it up my ass. <laughs> you know, like, uh, my thought was, is if you're unconscious, like, would your buddy be nice? Or would you wake up? Probably like, not. Laying... You would wake up with dicks drawn on your face. Well, I was fucking... more of thinking like a broomstick still in <laughs> oh, your ass. Because, like, I'm not putting my finger that close to somebody else's butthole. <laughs> I would need a plunger or... or something. You know, so imagine waking up on the floor of your living room with puke oh, on, the, on your left cheek. And as you wake up and you try to sit up, you can't. 
can't because there's like six inches of a f- broomstick up your ass. Yep. Water everywhere. I th- just, I just making a terrible fucking mess. <laughs> I thought that was uh, uh, kind of an yeah, very a interesting, interesting story. Definitely. And and then beyond that, would you be nice and smooth the edges down? Oh, sand or, down a little, or bit. just hold it in your hand Give so it melts a little brain. bit, so it's more rounded. Or yeah. would you just pull it right out of the ice cube tray and give it a push out of the ice sideways. cube and into your asshole? <laughs> and then my next thought about this, and this was some the person that was telling me this sounded like it had happened to them. I mean, they were pretty serious about this. This you is my buddy I was know. telling you about. You never okay talking about that yep, sexy yep. bitch. Yeah. Um how did how does someone figure that out? Uh, <laughs> trial and error, like heavy on the error. I side. wonder how many, how many matchbook, matchbox cars matchbox and lighters and other weird things have found itself into a cavity before. Well, somebody I'll tell you what. One cube. of the places I deliver to is a ear, nose, and throat place, and they have when you walk into the office, they have these boards up of all of the weird, random shit they've pulled out of people's ears, noses, and throats. And the age of the person. and Like, it's really interesting to look. People, weird-ass shit finds its way into people's ears, nose, and mouths. Oh, or yeah. Throats. Like, oh, yeah. Cra- like, wh- I don't even know what that is. And you swallowed it? It's like, what are you, three? Oh, no, you're 58. Yeah. <laughs> like a D-cell battery? Yeah. <laughs> the, exactly. That lady that died. I wish the the uh, um, proctologist, what's that guy, the urologist, or I whatever, wish yeah. he had a board of the same thing. <laughs> like a display case on the wall of yes. like yes. whatever Will he's you found interesting things. With it or something <laughs> like. I remember like last year or two years ago, there was a lady that died because she had a D-cell battery in her anal cavity and managed to die while it was still in her cavity. So she's, that's not what killed her, but so they took her to the hospital. But it was a good first step. And there's, you know, there's a D-cell battery. I just, you know, like, I don't understand. What were you thinking? The battery goes in the dildo and then that, (laughs) like, you are confused. Uh, What are you, Catholic? Sorry. What's the what's the what's the worst sexual what's the worst sexual rejection? Uh, like the I mean like huh. the worst kind of sexual rejection. It's when your hand falls no. asleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? And I don't know about Ten you but ago, have, I was about your... ready to cry and thank you. <laughs> You know, sometimes when, you know, you're in the mood, but the lady isn't. And so, you know, one of her excuses is, you know, maybe she has a headache. And so there's always a, a way around that. You know, you grab a couple Tylenol, glass of water, and you walk into the bedroom with the Tylenol and say, do you want some Tylenol? And she says, no. Be like, good. Let's fuck then. Because you obviously don't have a headache, <laughs> You bitch. liar! Yeah, like, you get the you get the headache out of the way before you even propose getting some action. Like, every time before bed, he always asks me if I want Tylenol and why. I'm like, are you poisoning me? What is going on? (laughs) Just playing it safe, honey. Right. Because if you had a headache, I'm going to... Prevention is the best medicine. Right. (laughs) So is semen. Now, gobble it up. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Harry Hood says, everybody loves Raymond. What is that? And who's Raymond? I don't know. Why does everybody love him, faggot? I don't know. I like the crunch and blow method, Harry. Like how do you Harry get a Hood's cocoa puff out of your nose? Crunch and <laughs> the blow. Crunch and blow. 
<laughs> Good stuff. I love our <laughs> listeners. You guys keep it, keep it, keep maybe, it classy. Maybe, maybe use a spoon to eat your Cocoa Puffs and instead of just putting your face in the bowl. <laughs> oh, man, what? that's a good Cocoa Puff. You're insane, Ian. Completely fucking insane. Why are people being... Why are the cuss words getting starred out in this Justin um, TV I don't thing? know. Justin TV, let's... I mean, it's kind of fun to what? fill in the blank. Did I seriously like just get a commercial? Blank. Like, <laughs> did I just get a... You know? And then blank produces chemicals? Like, what the fuck? Here, I'm going to fix it right now. Yeah, I'm sure you are going to fix it. I'll fix you. Mm-hmm. Fuck! Mm-hmm. Stop it! Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hold on. Wait for it. Here uh, we go. Here we go. There are a few things Keep that... Keep the show going first. <laughs> do. There are a few things that help certain kinds of headaches. I believe that psilocybin helps cluster headaches. That's and um, LSD can uh, annihilate a migraine headache. Really? Uh, in some cases... It just send you into a fucking... A good trip, Well, no, actually, but... I think it has something to do with the actual physical condition of having a headache that LSD relieves. And so not only do you... Right. Uh, uh, Take not only do you start to hallucinate and euphoria and all the other effects of taking that drug, but also it gets rid of your migraine headache, which um, is something to consider. Also, I know that cluster headaches are something that can persist for years, and psilocybin's been one of the most effective treatments for those things. There are drugs, but they they don't work as quickly. I guess psilocybin is something that works almost instantly as you start to feel the effects the headaches will go away which is something interesting well, that's, that's interesting um you know what our we don't have any of that turned on it's i'm looking at it right now uh banned words disable the most commonly banned words do not show links in the chat so everything's set right they may be just tweaking stuff. I can fill in the blanks. Yeah, I was, no, I was I, really I was just, just curious because why are you censoring our shit? Fuck. <laughs> but oh well, that's okay. <laughs> um, so let me give you guys, and I mean, of course, you can read all of this stuff uh, on your own. Uh, for the buprenorphine, just if you're curious, it's a semi-synthetic opioid that is used to treat opioid addiction in higher doses to control moderate acute pain in non-opioid-tolerant individuals uh, in lower doses and to control moderate chronic pain in dosages uh, from the 20 to 70 micrograms or nanograms uh, per hour. It's available in a variety of formulas, Subutex, Suboxone, which I wasn't correct. It is Suboxone. What I was taking is buprenorphine HCL and naloxone HCL. Uh, Temgesic, Buprenex, uh, these are all solutions for injection, often used for acute pain in primary care settings. Uh, Norspan uh, and Butrans, so, and those are the patches. Uh, Bup is first marketed in the 80s by Reckitt and Coleman, uh, an analgesic generally available as Temgesic 0.2 milligram sublingual tablets, that means under your tongue, uh, and as Buprenex uh, injectable formulation. Uh, the FDA approved Suboxone Subutex, Bup's high-dose sublingual tablet, preparations indicated for detox, and long-term replacement therapy. Which I understand, like, why replacement therapy is good and why it's bad. 
What I don't understand is why they make it such a fucking production that like, oh, you're you're doing pills. You have to stop doing pills. You have to get your life back and stop being addicted to pills. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, you're going to take pills. <laughs> Oh, okay. So or, you don't want me buying pills here. You want me buying pills here from you. That's interesting. Okay. That's that's fair. Um, Absolutely. But, but it does have its benefits. Well, fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, there's been people that have benefited losing some opiate for methadone or whatever. It's It's helped them, you know, pull their life out of the dark. Dismal ditch that oh, it was absolutely. in. Oh, absolutely! And I don't get because me wrong, they're not high functioning. Gave me my life back. Right. Before Suboxone, I did not have a job. I was living at home with my mom. I did not have oh. anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Rough. Oh. After Suboxone, I was able to have a job, maintain it. I was doing well. I was not happy, but I was alive. And anything at that point is better than where I was. But fast forward five, six years later, like I'm still on it. Right. I'm still wasting through three, four, five hundred dollars a month on it. Right. Like, when does this stop? Well, no, Matt, because of how long you were on opiates, you're going to be on this forever. Right. Okay, so. Right. It's I'm like on, worse than a mortgage. If I'm on this forever, can I just have oxy so I can enjoy it? Right. Like, what is the deal? I'll buy them from you, a promise. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. You know, it's it's so frustrating to to be so close to have having had traveled the long, hard road out of hell only to be strung along for the last fifty years of my life on the, I on another you guys substance. I have to I'm I'm I try to be completely honest in all of the shows that I do that, that I was so close to just wanting to give up. I I had given up already in my mind. I was so fucking ready to just die. This isn't worth it. This isn't life anymore. This is so stupid. So I, Harry so, Hood Harry Hood says it's like if they sold an alcohol treatment in a beer bottle. Yeah, and exactly. we had we had talked. Don't to, take that here. Take this. We had talked this about people that are trying you. to quit smoking cigarettes. That sometimes it uh, it helps them if they have a pack of cigarettes. Like right, but they don't smoke. Right, like it's not opened or anything. But sometimes the addiction is actually having the item, you know, and not right. not necessarily using them. But if you don't have the pack of cigarettes, like you feel like you need to go get a pack because I know that's. You know, that's my, uh, I experienced that with cigarettes. Like as long as I have a couple, even if I have like three cigarettes, uh, and I'm not like before bed, that's okay. But if I smoke my last cigarette before bed, like I, I can tell that I, I, I think about it like, oh man, I'm going to have to get up and go straight to get cigarettes in the morning. Like, and I don't know, it does kind of, I, I, I've experienced that just a little bit. Oh man, we're dancing with cables over here. Oh. Man, we have a guest showing up for My the show. My friend Tyler's in the, house. in the house. Tyler is here to... Uh, um, uh, Tyler with a... Hold on. Tyler is here, gonna just hang out with us. Here's a microphone because I know he always has comments to make, but he never says them... Ooh, that's loud. He never says them into the microphone, so now I'm gonna just let him have his own microphone. Okay, so uh, here we go, Tyler. I got a question for you. Uh, 
to start out. So we're kind of just shooting the breeze, talking about whatever comes to mind. And so, well, and you know, Tyler, you know what I'm yeah. doing Monday, right? I do indeed. I do. Okay, Maybe. so we're all that's what indeed. we did a show last night on the Buffer Overflow show about it, and now we're kind of doing a follow up uh, with. What I've learned that I'm leaving Monday <laughs> and, right. and everything. So. And what's your question, Ian? And now, Tyler, well, just real quick. Okay. Last night, Tyler was with me, and we were watching the Joe Rogan video. It was me and him watching all of these videos. And, Absolutely and, enlightening. You know, giving me support and sure. you know, just being my friend. So Sure. Yeah. Um, this isn't has much to do that do with what we were just talking about, yeah. but uh, I've, I've kind of been on a personal mission recently, and I've asked Matt, but... Um, I I don't uh, uh, I don't have faith in anything. I don't I actually I don't like the concept. And so here's my question: Is that trust is something that you earned? You know, you earn trust from things like you trust that the Indeed. electricity at your house is going to work because you paid you the bill, right? That. And so I'm. Do you earn faith? No, you <laughs> just have faith. So I want to ask you: Is like you don't have to say that you have faith in something, but do you do you? Like wholeheartedly believe in something, anything, and there's no right or wrong answer. Obviously, a higher power. Yes, you do. You, I firmly you, believe in the the just the, the trust is a good word because trust, I think, is faith. You know, in a lot no, no, of no. ways, in a lot of ways, except for faith you don't have to the earn embodiment faith. of trust. Faith was kind of like trust in knowing nothing at fucking all. Okay, trust in the fact that you will you you don't know where you're going. But you have some sort of choice. That would be faith. I mean, like, uh, I, I have faith that my, my, the trust in myself will lead me to a good place. And that is what faith is all about. You know, like, a, I think. I mean, faith is the complete trust or confidence in someone or something that isn't earned. So yeah, absolutely, but um, don't you think? I'm at just the curious. Before there was a big focus on faith, initially it did have to be earned. It, no, it didn't no. just all of a sudden pop again, into existence. I don't think so. Maybe I didn't get that whole point because I was kind of I you. I do believe in faith. Well, you can believe in faith. I mean, faith is a real concept. I mean, I don't think that you have to believe that there is something called faith because it's something that we can experience. I just, I don't, I don't necessarily have faith in anything, and I, I really like have been having a hard time thinking of something that I even believe in. Now, there's things that I think are good ideas, and I think there's neat concepts or interesting points of view or perspectives, but I don't necessarily. Th- have faith in anything. I can't think of a single thing that I have faith in. I have trust in things, but it's something that has earned its trust. And so I, I just like to ask people that I haven't asked before if there's something that you have faith in, or what do you have faith in? Yeah, we and if you have faith in a, last right, and if you have faith in a higher power, that's that's the answer. Like that's what you have faith in. Yeah, and so and a higher power is a very generalized term because you could no, I understand, like, you know, like, I understand I mean, and completely. Because I mean, physics is a higher power, right? You, you know, didn't like, you didn't put a name with a higher power, or even even labels are unnecessary yeah, at that something point. Something greater than yourself, okay. you know? I mean, like. And do you think that do you think that you have faith or believe in that, or do you think that that's just a good idea? It's knowledge, not faith, right? At that point, is it? Uh, yes, I believe faith is something that will like kind of lead you to seeking. That seeking will lead you to find things, and that then that's then that faith almost does become trust in a sense, because in a lot of ways now you've been enlightened, and now you have to trust your faith because it's it's it it's. Uh, Especially when you get into like the whole, 
Ibogaine's a great one. I mean, like, just <laughs> right. leaving the body in general, you realize Going that inside your body is a vessel. Rather than I mean, outside. Like, and who you are as a spirit being <laughs> definitely um, shapes you. Connects to way more than what we can comprehend as individuals. I think it's interesting to hear other people's uh, perspective on these things because, uh, as we were just discussing, everybody's yeah. mind is different. Everyone's brain is different. It's it's uh, uh, built there are differently. There's different though. drugs. Right. And I have a really cool Laws book, of like, physics. Right? Now, so there are universal truths. Okay, the lips so of wisdom there is nothing. Except for those with ears of understanding. What's a universal truth? The lips of wisdom Gravity. are closed unless... Or, but for those with ears of understanding. Okay. So, As above, so, so below. Here, like, I like the quote that says uh, um, there is no such thing as truth there's only what we know to be true today right because most truths um, it's in the scientific evolving world thing have yeah the greater our understanding the 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 truth kind of changes it evolves it grows it becomes different because of our understanding of things so I mean we don't have to talk forever about this I just no. uh, is an in- interesting opportunity to ask somebody different about their perspective on those concepts and um it's not something we have to agree or disagree on i just like to hear no, that's exactly what input. it is to be an enlightened individual and, and there you go and there we can agree what it is to, to disagree to have faith yes exactly <laughs> mahatma gandhi said do you believe in violence <laughs> and and um and if you said um, then do you, are, are you a christian are you a muslim are you a gay are you white? Are you black? Ian's a gay, actually. You, we learned. You, apparently, hey, everyone thinks so. Do you so. classify yourself as one of these things? No. Because if you do, suck. then you are indeed violent. <laughs> because if you, if There's you always classify a fight yourself to... as something, yeah. mm-hmm. you have separated yourself from the rest of mankind. And I don't classify myself as any of that. That is a shamanistic spirit, and that's where that's what will really lead us to the universal truths is being open like that. Because you, if if you know as a human being, Christianity is no better than uh, being a Hindu. But both of them have very very good things to say, and you take the good things and you use them in your daily life. So yeah. you take the good. That is good. I know this bad, is kind of a, a leap, but uh, Matt, you remember biocentrism? Yes, sir. How consciousness creates the change environment mind. instead of yep. the other way around. Yep. And yep. so a universal truth. Now, do you think that a universal truth could be independent on the person like a universal truth it's relative for you. yeah like it, yeah you could I, have I your know. universal truths and i could have mine again, when they were that joe rogan episode they were like there's okay, a lot of like, similarities one of the phenomena of yeah. ibogaine is if you both ask the same question you both get the fucking same answer yeah you're like quizzing you're quizzing the universe, the universe basically. essentially and you will always if, if there's a group full of people and they all ask the you same question, hey tell they them will all get the same answer tell so them what, what the universe is what it all breaks down to the heartbeat that, and the breath that was pretty trippy so dude. that was so dope i just the way he this explained blew that was, my mind he he was this is joe rogan he was in the ibogaine trip and i'm gonna try this if i can remember to remember i will definitely <laughs> bring this back for us all to enjoy he just, he was like, all right, I'm just going to go for the big one. Answer the big question. What is, what is the, the answer of the meaning of life? Yeah. Hitchhiker's, hitchhiker's classic, classic Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The galaxy. Classic. Straight up. It was. And I, what, is the the answer, what is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? The answer is basically 
so at the beginning, there was the singularity, there was the Big Bang, and that started everything projecting outward. We think. We th- no, well, this is what he said. No, it was so. really, really so. He, like, he was our, overlooking this. He watched it all happen the way he said it. And it was like a pinpoint, a piece of actually, light just came shooting out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, it was like the first galaxy went speeding by him. And then all of a sudden, there was thousands more. And he was overlooking this galaxy. And then it was just kind of like... Holy crap. And then right when about the thing like reached maximum and you could feel the depth and the and the the emptiness and he even explained like the dark matter and how it was like yeah. lifeless but <laughs> there was crazy. movement in it. And then all of a sudden it reached this maximum and then it and it just all went back on itself. And then as soon as it hit pin, the pinpoint of light again, it exploded and became another thing. It sounds like my first DMT And this is a cycle. It's the universal cycle of life. And what that is... And then he was like, and what that is, is the heartbeat of a titan. And the titan... Is running. What is the idea? And there's like... It's it's been used in... He's running. But you know what he's doing? He's really fucking big. And all he's doing when that big bang happens... He's keeping a heartbeat going. That's one heartbeat. It's his heartbeat. So he's running around this track... And he's carrying out this fucking universe on his shoulders, right? Like Atlas. And that's then, what it. Like Atlas. That's what and, it reminds me. I mean, like, me and of. he's running around this track so he can keep the heartbeat of the universe going. And then he was like, and now, you know, I'm I'm in the Titan's eyes. I realize that I'm this Titan, and I look to my left and I look to my right, and there's like eighty other, other Titans ones running. all doing the same and thing. And they're all running on a track, dude. There's like eighty of them Mine running on this track. Fucking and then, blown. And then he was like, and then I, it, it just, and then he he's he's he brought it even further out, and then he was like, and just okay, like here, the here, DNA here, helix, they're here, going listen, up. shh, listen, I, yeah, here, Woo. yeah, like the Big Bang from a point and then differentiating, bam, out. And I saw him pushing out into this nether, into this void that was like dark matter. And the dark matter, you know, it seemed like nothing, but it had just the mildest resistance, you know, to it. And eventually, this burst, this big bang goes out, and it runs out of energy. And when that runs out of energy, everything starts to suck back in slowly, 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 boom, and goes back into another, into another point, which is another big bang. So it's like, poof. And so I saw that, and I was like, whoa. So this is like, you know, this happens on a cycle. And then I was like, I got it. I got it. That makes sense. So this infinite Big Bang, like a heartbeat of the universe. And then it, that, then that clicked. And then what I saw was this giant kind of electronic titan that was like running. And the titan was running. And the universe was like its heart inside. And I was visualizing this like crystal fucking clear. You know, no words this time. This is just images. And the titan is running. And his act of running was what was keeping the heart pumping. And that is what it told me. That was the nature of God, was this Titan. And the reason all that God is doing, basically, is running. You know, he's running so that life can exist, so that the heartbeat of the universe will continue. You know, he's, no, he's not making decisions. He's not deciding whether the Denver Broncos beat the fucking Colts or whoever else, you know, people think that this God up there is trying to do. No, he's doing the important thing, which is continuing to run and continuing to let that heartbeat of the universe go and allow there to be life. And that was a force behind it. So, you know, so to sort of finish that and then the nature, I was like, what about the nature of infinity? And then boom, like, and I think you even have a comedy bit on this and, and it's about the infinite you know, parts of the universe, there wasn't just one Titan. You know, there was thousands of Titans, and they were all running around on a circular track. And that's the nature of infinity. This heartbeat 
in as many universes as you can imagine and as many heartbeats as you can imagine running forever. Well, if you just think of how big the fucking solar system is, just the solar system. Okay, so, so my question is, is what is this experience coming from? Was this a hallucinogenic trip? This no, was them on Ibogaine. Ibogaine. Oh, I'm excited for you. I am too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you nervous? I'm so scared. Yeah. Well, okay, so the other part I understand. Of it, I understand a little bit of... Uh, that was an experience. I was going to say that sounded like what you were saying before that's, he was talking. That sounded that's like my first that, DMT that's trip. That's a good this, expression of a this. universal truth. Yeah. No, not even yeah. close. I, it's a philosophical. That's a relative. That's a philosophical degree perspective. I, I don't know, man. There's there has been thousands of books by this time written on the gods that exist. There isn't one. There isn't. There isn't mm, some yeah. all massive it's, being, or there isn't any. All there is an embodiment of the all. But at the same, this time, is just man, how humans gods. come to terms with describing the world around them in right. the best way that they can, and it feels much better to describe your reality with a baked-in, omnipotent, all-seeing, just a god. To some people. Right. Relatively. Because I don't, I don't find that benefit, I don't beneficial for I don't me. But, but I respect other people's people, ability to do that. Right. I think it's great, and that's what one of the perks of being a, a, a conscious being is that we can choose what to believe or we can choose our perspective. You yeah, know, we I can, went through this growth phase a long time ago where I didn't believe in much and didn't have much faith in things, but I realized I was very internal and I was very... Uh, it was interesting how if you can kind of try and connect with that higher power... You can then ask it questions. Like that's where doing. he was at. You know, and the, the right. greats, okay. the greats, Goth and Dante. And like I said, and, I will. Re- I'll uh, record this and bring it back and tell you if it was like that or not. And the I'll, people who were it's, to record some of these things that they talk about and that you probably have experienced yourself in some weird way, <laughs> they actually the greats put it in stonework. They put it in chapels. Right. They actually put it in code. And, I, I mean, it's insane. It's just nuts what you can do with the old Hebrew Bible. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff in that. I just, it's it, it's amazing, the human intellect and how it's... Matt, did you give Harry Hood the link to the thing? To what says thing? in the chat there? To what? The, I don't know. The he's Rogan asked, video? He asked for it in the Is chat. that what he's talking about? I think so. What do you Maybe. want? Yeah. Harry, what do you want from me? Um, what can I do... For you <laughs> to the YouTube one? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> or I love you guys for real. Or this is you guys help me get through this for sure. Um, and I think really to podcasting because personally I'm not one to go to NA or AA. I refuse. I won't do the counseling. I that hey, side of it dude. I can't deal with because when I went to NA, it was a bunch of people talking about getting high, and that for <laughs> me, I'm just gonna it's go like get the power high now. Peace. It's like what? the power suggestion. How does somebody lights a cigarette? And exactly. It's like, on in movies, right? He's drinking a Pepsi. I'm gonna go get a Pepsi. Right. Totally. Power of so suggestion. I can't do that. I just and I think having the jam hole. We started the jam hole when I was first getting on Suboxone. It was this outlet that I could just say whatever the fuck I wanted. Almost like your own NA. Kind of. You know. And I feel bad. I guess I've. 
I don't know. I feel good for me, but fuck the <laughs> listeners for being the the bowl that I just vomited into on, on three days a week. We did that, and it was. I listened back to some of those early episodes, and it's 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 ha- it's madness. It's dude. painful. <laughs> it's a chunk of my life that I'm just like, what? <laughs> so. And I'm glad it's there. It's <laughs> sure you, know. you don't you don't regret it. No, no. Obviously, in it was beneficial least. in some way or another. Yeah, so this I is mean, this guy's Iglegian experience. Shows. He had a yeah. he had a semi spiritual comedian in, fear factor right animal. enlightening experience. It sounded <laughs> yeah. like what he was going on about was something that uh, was very meaningful to him. It had a lot of of insight and meaning to it him. Made sense specifically. to me though too in a way because sure. I've always thought that like. The whole expansion and contraction and Except singularity. The universe isn't contracting at all. It's expanding. At an accelerating rate. Right. But what happens when that runs out of what I mean, that's what that's what I'm curious about. Like, is it going know. to get to a point and then suck back in no. to another singularity? Mm-mm. Or does it just keep going until all of the energy is dissipated? That's one of those things that we don't know. Left? That's the one I know, things. and that's and what same I'm thing saying. With the Big Bang if theory, that's something I can ask some higher being or whatever, my or mind. Whatever. If I can unlock Concept, a yeah. part of my mind, like that's interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope, I hope, you know, I'm just worried about the whole other side of it. Like <laughs> they were just there for a vacation uh, spirit journey. Sure. Like, sure. I'm going to get off of a fucking 500 I, milligram a day like fucking... It sounds like to me, like that one guy that we were watching with kind of... That's what I was trying tail. to find here, because and he... Got like, uh, um, he said and he, some and cool he's just, shit. Um, Brian? Or what, was, what the fuck was I, his name? Yeah, I don't know. I'll he, put uh, links to these all in the show notes after. He, uh, he, he was just like... He's like, if you have any fear, if you have any <laughs> yes. trepidation, coffee... <laughs> but he said it he's so the guy that no, said like, it's quote, not fun. No, no and then it's it, not just fun. like the way he just threw in coffee. <clears throat> and like I mean like he was like and right now I'm pretty content on sitting on this porch. I could sit on this porch all, all day. day. All yeah. day. Like and well, I mean he we'll was like and be completely the, content with it. In the show notes. I mean like but so. in that sense I really like everybody you watch yeah. after their trip has a very, very they are Gandhi-like chill. stillness. And what did they all like, keep mm-hmm. saying? Reset. Reset. Yeah. Every single, Every one, single of one of them yep. is like, you just reset. hit reset. You want to quit yep. tobacco? And done. that's You want to quit coffee? Done. That's right. what I'm just really switch your in- shit up interested in. And don't right. know how to do it? It's going to save my life. Done. It's, done. This is going to hopefully save my I'm life. I'm going. At this point, yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been fucking come with talking about to quit it all smoking. fucking day. I've been telling like respectable clients, like, is have you this, heard about this eyeball game shit? This is it. I mean, like, no, this is. I'm I mean, leaving. I, th- I want to give it to somebody who's to gay. Do this. <laughs> this faggot. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Ian, I really love to do that because I just oh, like man. I. Whoa, I think it would send them for a fucking loop. Because it says, like, okay, like, to put it into American, it's going to take your shit and it's going to put it in your face. (laughs) It's going to. America! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! No, that's what he said. Yeah, this is going to take your shit. Confront your demons. Your issues. It's going to. And he said that too. He's like, it's going to force issues. Force. Inside and outside of the Force trip. Force issues. Outside of the trip, it travels on. He was like four days into his trip, and he's like, like th- this right I now. I feel good. This up. He's I'm like, good. I'm, I, I feel good 
about saying things that would used to have made me a little bit timid or fearful. It of says saying. you get to the bottom of what started this it whole journey it, yeah, in the just, first place. Amazing. So, amazing. all right, that's that's that. Thrilling. I, I mean, thrilling. thrilling. Right. Like, I feel I, so I, lucky I, to be able to have this experience. Right. Yes. And I mean, I understand the 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 nervousness or a little mm. bit of anxiety, the uns- because it's you, you know you're going into the unknown essentially. Like, um, <laughs> even though you're a Harry a, Hood says it's gonna fuck your shit so hard your nose will whistle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I've been doing this for so long, you guys. I cannot do it anymore. I'm going fucking crazy. Slowly. I don't know if you notice it Slowly. on Yats or AOTA or Boss <laughs> or this or the fucking jam hole. But I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I thought this is the way you've always been. I have. A little bit. Since I've I can't remember anything. Hell, if I always yeah, been he this needs way. Yeah, I've always been a fucking reset. asshole. The other reset, thing, the other, the other bright thing that you should know is that if you really were losing your mind, you wouldn't be aware of it. Yeah, that that's, uh, that's very because Steppenwolf. if you were, you know, since you're aware of the changes, that means that you're I not actually I depend on surrounding myself with people that will be like, hey. And so far that has not gone well because they've oh. all been like, hey, let's get high. Hey, have you so ever... new friends. I'm keeping you. I'm keeping him. But everybody else, sorry, guys. <laughs> fuck you. Getting a new you, Facebook account. You're cool. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Groovy Matt. Awesome. Um, I have to take off. So yeah, if you guys want to still no, that's, do the show... That's good. I, I got to pack you. You can have my seat. to Mexico in like two days. I have... I know. I have... So, um, no show for if we, I can Skype the next. No, the next one. And then Belize. And I, you may never see me again. You should come. You should come. Birthday celebration. No, you gotta bring so us back donate. Hotboxpodcast.com yeah. slash donate. You gotta and become an enlightened Ibogaine individual walking in America. Because I think actually there aren't. That's why they haven't allowed it I in the will country. write you a if you fucking it, You become book. enlightened. Well, and, and then they the, can't have that. Because you would be a serious threat. Like we no talked about that a bunch about. No you don't, you don't educate your slaves. Because then you can't, yep, you can't, can't control that. an educated group of people. No. And like there has been documented positive uh, cases where they've used psycho like uh, um, psychedelic drugs to treat uh-huh. different things but the side effect is is that you have an open mind you start to question authority it only authority. takes once or twice and it has no pharmaceutical value because right? it actually cures the problem and, for, and, and <laughs> psychedelics aren't illegal because they're dangerous they're illegal because of uh, there's no they change margin. your perspective there's no, no they and they also make you question authority and think yes. about things a little differently yes. and that's not good for any government or power that wants to have control over their um, citizens or slaves, which yes. is however you subscribe like to, to that, that mm-hmm. line of thought. Yep. Yeah, I just nailed that one right on the head. But yeah, so thank you so much, Mom and my Grandpa. Thank you so much. And you guys, good if, luck, if you dude, listen to that, you, you don't need luck, man. I'm, I'm excited. I just need to do it. I just need to get on this Absolutely. fucking plane, and I'll... Uh, like, seriously, I just really want to hear how it goes, because I'm going. Like, straight up, I I, yeah. I want to quit coffee. I want to hit reset, <laughs> I want to quit. Yeah. I want to quit tobacco really Every bad. Dude. So thing. bad I would love to quit tobacco, and I do not right. know fucking how. Just dude. think of the money. Like, I have spent literally I hundreds of thousands of fucking dollars on this shit I told in the Matt last too. decade. Dude, while you're at it, quit smoking. It's so crazy. <laughs> I can't even believe, like... 
Like, I, and that's the thing. I don't even care about money. Like, it doesn't even bother me. I give a fuck. As long as I can live and, and be happy, I'm fine. But that's the thing. I'm not even happy anymore. So, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us online, twitter.com slash thejamhole, Facebook, Google+. Plus. I, I will be mainly, because of how Google+, Plus works and on mobile, assuming there's Wi-Fi in Mexico somewhere. There is. Okay, yes. cool. I will be mainly... <laughs> Like live blogging, I guess this whole experience That's on what I'm Google doing when Plus. I travel as so. long as you're coherent. And I'll try when I have a minute to link over to the Facebook and and the Twitter and and stuff. So. And we're all going to Belize and Belize, Belize October, that November, son, Belize that. It's like the armpit of the internet. Well, Harry Hood, I like Harry Hood. Yeah, he says enjoyed the show. You want a viewer? Well, fucking a. That's nice. how we do it. Word. One viewer. At a time. That's why we do this. Yes. Thejamel.com, hotboxpodcast.com, bufferoverthrowshow.com, attackingtheandroids.com, yet another texture.com. Those are my shows. So check them. If you can Peace. Skype, how Peak. are we going to. Yeah, we'll figure this out. All right. On my tablet, I'm bringing the Prime. Harry Hood puts you on Facebook. So bringing you can the Prime. Know when, uh, we're doing bringing live shows. the fucking Prime. Oh, and <laughs> this rap album is so almost done. I got another draft back. You guys can hear it as we close if I can find it (laughs) which one is it here you go thanks for listening guys leave us a message 406-204-4687 we'll catch you guys later if you like you like this is where where you you need to be be. Hot Box Podcast. Hot Box Podcast.